Welcome everyone. Ask Rabbi Miller by Simchas HaChaim Publishing. Is global warming something to be concerned about? Is it possible for humans to damage the earth or are those walk to protect the earth no matter what humans do? Global warming. Just one of the looks of the liberals. That's all there is. There's nothing to it at all. How does one think about Olam How does one think of Olam We do not know how to enjoy Olam It's like a blind man who is born blind. You describe to him how beautiful the red rose is. You don't know what red means. We have no way of knowing. But this we do know that there is no pleasure on this earth that can faintly compare to the happiness of Olam and that happiness becomes greater and greater. The longer you're there, the more it increases. That's the principle. And therefore, we should know we are in this world only for the purpose of preparing for Elamapa. So if you sing to Hashem in this world, you're going to sing to Him even more in the world to come. So learn how to sing here, practice up, in order to sing to the world too, to come. So what did Yaakov see in Benyamin that the Nazi chose the Nazi that the Messiah should be taken away? What did the Sukhah Summa Shahabah? Yaakov would have known chose the Nazi. Why did he have such a love for Benyamin and he felt that he was going to die? Why did Yaakov have such an attachment for Benyamin? There were Nafshe, Kshuka, Benyamin. And Yehuda said he might die if the son didn't come back. Avraham Avinu, when he was a wealthy man, a successful man, he said, Hashem Alekim Matiti, what are you giving me? I'm going home to this world childless. He had everything, but he didn't have any children. And that was to him a negation of all the good things. Avraham Avinu didn't come into this world just to enjoy the world. He came into the world for a purpose to establish in the world that the mankind should recognize the Creator. That was his function. Now he's going to pass away and there will be silence after he dies. Then a great tragedy. To have a son that would maintain his ideal forever and ever. He will command his children after him. The Shomer of Del Hashem keeps the way of Hashem forever. That's what Avraham wanted. That was his whole ambition. And therefore, if his son would be destroyed, if the Yomen wouldn't come back to him, it's like losing one of his own limbs. He lost the ability to maintain the permanence of his ideals in the generation to come. Every son was essential to him for that purpose. And the reason is this. Every son had different qualities. They were all different. You want to say they were all different from each other. Many times you see in the same family, the boys and girls are different from each other. <coughs> Yankov even thought that the sons were very different. The fact is, when he's on his deathbed, he said, how will they keep together? They're all so different. 
So they said, Shema Yisrael, this is our father Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem, Hashem is one. Hashem will keep us together. Because we all serve Hashem. Each one with his talents, each one in his separate way serves Hashem. That will keep us together forever. And so, you needed every son. Because each son has something to contribute that they needed for the entire community of sons to succeed. And that's why Avraham Avinu couldn't tolerate the thought of losing his son. We had a tremendous tragedy to him in his hopes for the perpetuation of his ideals and the future history for all the generations to come. What is good about Facebook? What's good about a sandstorm? Sandstorm, what's good about it? What's good about a sandstorm? Well, I must admit, I don't know everything, all kinds of phenomena to explain to you, but no question, a sandstorm is certainly good, but a sandstorm takes away the sand in a desert. A desert sandstorm. It takes away the sand that's been resting in one place where vermin, and bacteria could develop, and it uncovers the bottom layers of the sand that are now subjected to the sunlight. The sunlight kills germs, you have to know that. In most cases, if you have germs on your hand, the sunlight kills the germs in about 20 minutes. That's the effect of sunlight. Sunlight destroys germs. Now when the sandstorm comes, the surface is blown away, and the bottom is uncovered, and now, the sun burns down on the sand and destroys the germs and the smaller mites that develop there and now this new fresh surface. I'm sure there are many more benefits than that. That's one of the benefits of a result of the sandstorm. A forest fire, for instance, a great benefit. The rotten old trees that became havens for bacteria, all kinds of harmful germs, now they're burned down and the forest floor is cleared and now a new forest grows with new healthy trees that don't have any bacteria yet, any fungi on them yet at all. And so every disturbance causes a certain rejuvenation of the Earth's surface and causes it to grow anew in a more healthy way. Doesn't burn along with trees too? No, the fire doesn't burn along with trees also. Huh? In a forest fire that the rough doesn't burn good trees also. A forest fire burns good trees too. But it's necessary. Because eventually all the trees would become poisoned by the fungi that are being harbored by the diseased trees. There was necessary to sacrifice the good trees in order to save and start a new forest entirely. It's not my word, by the way. This is all the books say that. That a forest fire is a benevolent phenomenon. It causes a new fresh crop of trees. We only to love these from Jews or other Jews as well. We only to love the from Jews or we love other Jews also. Let me explain something to you. We love whom Hashem loves. Hashem has stated people who do certain things that him to Eva, an abomination to him. Now Hashem abominates them, what can we do? We're going to love them. He clears openly. Certain things are an abomination. Certain immorality. I don't want to say it in public. Certain immorality is an abomination. 
can you love for Hashem abominates? You can't do that. And therefore, we understand that Hashem loves those people who keep His Torah and the holy people. They're the ones whom He loves. And then we have to love them. The non-Jewish Jews, we can pray for them. We can try to save them. And we should try whatever we can do to persuade them to become from Jews. And then they should become beloved by Hashem. And they will love them too. In the back, yes? Someone like Asa Bilam, the Rishayim, who is Asa Bilam, and Hashem Shekinah, the Witness, and have Hashem speak to them. How is it possible that they do not yearn for Olam Haba? Who's that? Asa Bilam, wicked people like Asa Bilam, they had some manifestations of Shekinah, that Hashem spoke to them. So how come they don't yearn for Olam Haba? Who's that? Jesus ate of them, Bilam, they, they had a chance to speak to them. Yeah. So how come they don't want, uh, they don't yearn? Who, Bilam? Bilam? Bilam didn't yearn for Elam Haba. Oh, what? Bilam said, Thomas, now see Moses, show them. I wish I could die like these righteous people die. We see how clean they come here, my hands to be like his. Oh, Bilam wanted Elam Haba. That's when the reason he was angry at us. He was jealous of us. Certainly. Some of the questions are not written clearly. Will the family unit reunite when Mashiach comes? My question also is what about husbands and wives? I can explain something. The relationship that we see in our lifetime are eternal relationships. They're forever and ever. When you have with your brother, how good it is, how pleasant when brothers roll together in harmony, it's forever and ever. If there's disharmony, then they won't be together. If they create, however, and others, it's forever. In the world to come, each one will be very happy. His happiness won't depend on somebody else. But part of the happiness will be his feeling of tremendous affection for those that were close to him. Let's say you have children, and you're happy with your children. You see, you have nachas from them. They're having success. Having a good parnos, have beautiful homes, have nice children, you're happy with them. In the world to come, you'll be extremely happy with the nachas of your children that you have in the world to come. Tremendously happy. They'll be part of your joy. And therefore, the more you practice unity in this world with those that are close to you by being good to them, husbands and wives are polite to each other and they're tolerant of each other, you're willing to take a little bit uh, scolding sometimes in good humor, but become angry at each other. They should know in the world to come, they're going to be together in happiness, a tremendous nachas there. It's hard for us even to imagine the great joy of the happiness of a husband who sees his wife in Ghanedan, she sees him in Ghanedan, and they'll be considered as a unit, a unit. Husband and wife are forever 
united even in the world to come. Exactly how the unity will function in the world to come will be Mr. and Mrs. I cannot tell you that. But it's going to be a tremendous joy of having that chibor, that love continues forever and ever in the best circumstances. The best I can tell you until I get there. So I'll talk more about it. This also applies to a chavez told and a shocking told. Every kind of relationship is eternal. Only on its own degree. A hover toys is not as eternal as a wife. Son is more than a hover toy, but certainly, no question about it. If somebody has a very cordial relationship with somebody else, let's say they learn together, or a good neighbor together, they're going to enjoy each other in the world they come to. Of course, in case there's a big tzaddik, then you have to work hard to be close to him. Let's say you get close to him, you'll enjoy him too. In some way, there'll be a connection. I cannot tell you now, but there's no, no question at all that all the relationships in this world are going to be repeated on a much more noble scale in the world to come. And that's the principle that whatever we do now, is like a hachona, it's a preparation for Elam Hanbo. Whatever you do now, even the fact that you're thinking about our cottage border, this minute you should know, is going to be a very great achievement, because in the world to come, you'll think about our cottage border, who when you look at the Shina, at the seat of Shina, and you admire the greatness of Hashem in proportion to the effort you made while you're alive, to think about it. The more you think about it while you're alive, the more you're going to appreciate looking at it afterwards. The less a person thinks about Hashem in this world, the less he'll appreciate and be able to enjoy it. The Alma said that. He says that Sadiqam Yushri, the Atlasayam Hashem, they have crowns on their heads. They enjoy the splendor of the ship. What are the crowns? The crowns are the das that they acquired in this life. So the more you acquire that awareness of Hashem in this world, the more you'll be able to appreciate and enjoy the happiness of seeing this thing in the world to come. The Ask Rabbi Miller podcast is published by Simchas HaChaim Publishing online at simchashachaim.com. Rabbi Miller's recorded lectures are property of Yeshiva Gedola Beis Yisrael.